Ahoy! Welcome to season three, episode seven. Are we on seven. That sounds sounds right. I think that is right. Wow, how are we on seven? That's crazy. How are you? Because because time passes. It does. That's how. Very very slowly. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's going pretty quick. Do you really? Yeah. Well, reasonably so. Yeah. I do. Not well. Not I'm not sitting twiddling my thumbs. That's for sure. Well, no, but you've got <laughs> two kids and a wife and all sorts of shit going on. Oh, I guess so. So, how any dramas this week? Are the cats okay? Uh, no feline associated dramas this week to report on. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, there is a horrible one over the road. Horrible cat. Which I keep, I keep having to chase off. But <laughs> why is it horrible? Oh, it's just, it's just it stalks around and it winds my two cats up. Oh, all right, bully cat. Yeah. One hob. Right, should we get straight <laughs> into it? Because we've got loads of news to do this week. Yeah. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Adam. Uh, this is bottom of the stream. It is indeed. Shall I run through the socials? Yeah, yeah let's do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Instagram is the same. Uh, the website is www.bottomofthestream.com where you'll find every episode we've ever done and all three season stream tables now. And you can also follow us on Patreon um, where you can give us a little bit of money every week and we'll uh, send you some free stuff, give you some free episodes and yeah, generally interact with you a bit more yeah we really appreciate anyone who already contributes obviously we appreciate anyone who listens <laughs> um, but if um if you can't um contribute on patreon then uh, please consider leaving us a review either on podchaser or on apple Podcasts because that really helps yeah it really does that'd be great i nailed that first time first take this week after last Excellent. week's disaster <laughs> hey, we've only just finished last week's because it took so long pretty much the just the socials took about half an hour last week <laughs> Right, shall we start running through some news? Because I've got seven pieces of news this week. Oh, yeah. I know, it's been a bumper week for Netflix news. It's not quiet at Netflix, is it? No, not at all. So I'm going to start with Extraction. Have you heard? Yes. Have, you, have you seen it yet? No, still not. I watched it the other week. It's Joe Russo's film with uh, Chris Hemsworth in. Yeah, we talked a bit about it last week. We did, um, I've I've been busy watching other stuff, but it's uh, it's on the list. We'll get to it sooner rather than later. Well, apparently, filmmaker Joe Russo has closed a deal to pen a sequel. Sequels are an unusual thing on Netflix. You don't see them very often for Netflix films. Certainly not in the way, not in terms of movies, no. No, definitely uh, not. So, I mean, there's some series that are <laughs> difficult enough to carry on, even though they're uh, exactly. so it, highly watched. But there you go. It's, um, it became their biggest movie of all time, which is big news. Uh, we predicted that it was going to be big just because of the names involved. Well, and people are at home. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it came out April 24th and has had an estimated 90 million households watched it since. That's crazy. Obviously, that's based on Netflix's two-minute algorithm. But yeah, so they've, they've greenlit a sequel. So that's exciting. I mean, it just shows you how much of a captive audience is. this is. You know, three of Netflix's biggest films are that. Um, the Mark Wahlberg one, which was out last month, Spencer Confidential, yep. which I've not seen, but... Apparently isn't great. No, I've not seen uh, it. And yet, then last year, last year their big one was um, the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston one, murder mystery. Yeah, 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 that did really well. So you know, big names equals big, big watches by the looks of things. Sounds like it, doesn't it? I, I guess having a the one of the directors of Endgame and one of the Avengers in it helped a lot as well. But oh, of course, yeah, it's not even that good. It's all right. Like, but it's it came out like a year, almost a year. I was like within two days of a year after Endgame. Really. Wow. Yeah, because I I remember seeing there was a load of stuff on my Twitter. It was like, oh, spoiler, it was a year <laughs> since uh, Tony Stark died. Wow, that, that is a spoiler. Wow. 
Yeah. It's a year, it's fine. Colin, you gave me crap for ruining, what was it, a, f- a while ago? Oh, Something yeah. from like 15 years ago. I can't even remember what it was. I can't remember. <laughs> it was so old we've all already forgotten. Yeah. Next bit of news. Are you ready for the next bit? I am, got yeah. Some news on one of the bottom of, str- bottom of the stream alumni. Oh, always nice to hear. Nicholas Cage. I'm sure you've heard this. Sure. I know what you're <laughs> going to say, but go for it anyway. Um, Nicholas Cage has been cast in the role he was born to play of eccentric zookeeper Joe Exotic in a Tiger King adaptation. So there's part of me that thought, um, I think I mentioned it on our Tiger King special, go and check it out if you've not listened to it, Yeah. that for a, for a short second, I did wonder if the whole thing was just full of actors. <laughs> you did mention that, yeah. So are we unsure that Cage might have been Joe Exotic anyway? To start with, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's certainly a lot taller, So unless they've been using really good camera angles. I mean, the thing that's confusing me with this is no, I now can't keep up with the amount of proposed... Tiger King yeah, loads. adaptations. There, there, are. there are loads. I've seen at least three different actors get linked with different projects. Sure. So, so does this one, which seems to be first off the mark. This is a TV show as well, not a film. Yeah. Based on an article, this one is. Yep. Like someone's optioned a newspaper article, <laughs> basically. Indeed, yeah. Ryan Murphy, he's got one on the go. He's That That may be the, the official Netflix one. Yeah, probably. Um, we'll come on to talk about him in a minute, I think. Yeah. And then... Uh, we mentioned Kate McKinnon. She's she's linked with a third, yeah, adaptation. Uh, there's no way that all three of them are going to see the light of day. No, uh, it's just going to be a race now, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. The TV show and a film might do, just because yeah. it's such a big story at the minute. But you're not going to get two different films and a TV show for definite. Is it still going to be a big thing in eighteen months when they, when these actually hit though? Um, no, probably not. But it might rekindle it. Possibly. Who knows? I think Possibly. Cage is perfectly cast for it. Oh, undoubtedly. He's, he'll, he'll have a, he's batshit crazy and he'll play. He'll have a wild time. He will. He'll just go off the chain of it. It'll be amazing. And we might get to see Cage in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> a strider tiger. Oh, that'd be amazing. Can you imagine? Only if we get to hear him sing. I want to <laughs> sing. I want to hear Nick Cage singing I Saw a Tiger. I, I didn't realise how much I needed to see that until you've just said that. But you're right. <laughs> I definitely need that in my life. Moving on, Netflix have announced a new reality TV show. Have you heard about this? So remember I watched the glass blowing show last year? Yeah. And it was like... How blown away. Blown away, that was it. How do you make a reality TV show out of glass blowing? Now they've announced one that's based on flower arranging. Awesome. <laughs> so it's called The Big Flower Fight. And will be... And is the florist's version of The Great British Bake Off, hosted by Vic Reeves. I mean... It's ticking all the boxes, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's the it's the template of the like you say the Great British Bake Off, some eccentric characters and a and a slightly zany presenter. Exactly, it's perfect, isn't it? If it's as good as Blown Away, I'll be. I'm definitely going to watch it because Blown Away was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. So you, some you of know, these this... pictures that have, I'm seeing of these flower arrangements are insane. I mean, you you have this template now, and you you just repeat it. There was. A few years ago, I haven't seen it for a while, but there was certainly, you know, post Bake Off Hearty, there was the Great British Allotment yeah. competition. Um, <laughs> That's not a very catchy fact, name, but no, I, I may be paraphrasing <laughs> exactly what the show was called. In fact, in the next fifteen minutes or so, I know my wife will be sitting and watching the Great British Sewing Bee. Yeah, there's loads of them yeah. now. It's just once you've got Which a formula, now... you can just hit it and do whatever you yeah. want. I mean that's now on primetime BBC One. Yeah. Is that Joe Lysett? Yes, yeah. exactly. Same same format. 
a slightly zany presenter. There you go. That's it. Get a comedian in. Doesn't matter what they're competing against. British public just want to see people compete. Yeah. That's crazy, really. Uh, Next bit. You ready for the next bit of news? Yeah. Have you heard about the 2021 Oscars? No. They have relaxed their rules on streaming films. Okay. So, because obviously cinemas are going to be closed for the majority of this year, the Oscars need to give some awards out next year. So, they've relaxed the rules on... I mean, do they? (laughs) Well, no, they don't, but... (laughs) Um, so currently the rule is that a film must be shown in at least one Los Angeles cinema for at least one week to be eligible right. for an Oscar. That rule is gone. Just Now they're saying at the minute just for next year's ceremony. I mean, it seems a bit like a tick box exercise, doesn't it? Yeah, it's basically it's great news for Netflix. <laughs> they're going to clean up next year because there's no other films. Start, uh, start the extraction for Best Picture campaign here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think we'll be watching the best picture at all. Not in this podcast. <laughs> um, we, we might reference it. So it remains to be seen whether they go back on that after this is all over. But it's, I thought it was interesting to see that they'd uh, relax that rule because it's quite a controversial rule anyway. Yeah, like it it feels out of time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's outdated. Know, the, like most the of the whole Oscars. Ac- yeah, well, that's it. The whole Academy thing is, yeah. you know... Possibly not moved with the times anyway. No. Um, and I mean, we talked about this, didn't we, at the time of the Oscars this year? Yeah. That it is, it is probably just you know we're we're a couple of years away from Netflix, Amazon Prime stuff being fully accepted. Um, there is still a bit of what would you call it bias, or it's not seen as traditional. Yeah, cinema just, or whatever. Yeah, but it's just the that's, old that's just not today, is it? That's not. No, that's not, not where we are. Though. Certainly not this year. No. No, it'd be interesting to see if they bring that rule back in after the next year's ceremony. Exactly, yeah. Quick piece of news, Office Uprising, the see a film we did in season two. Yep. That is leaving Netflix, or will have left Netflix by the time this uh, episode comes out. So if you've not seen that, you've missed it, too late. It's a shame because it's really good. It was fun. Good, it was fun. Good fun mo- movie that was. Yeah, it's a shame it's gone, but I'm sure it'll probably be back at some point. It's It does feel like the sort of thing that would probably uh, pop in and out of Netflix's rotation, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it probably is. Uh, yeah, so go and check out our episode on Office Uprising. I can't remember what number episode it was. It was. It came quite high up in the stream table, there, if I remember rightly. I think it's like seven or eight in the. Yeah, I think it. I think table. it was. Yeah, somewhere around seven, eight, nine, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. I'm not quite sure off the top of my head, but yeah, it's well worth checking out. And our episode's amazing. Of course, it is. <laughs> uh, keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to Netflix. This took everybody by surprise a little bit today. Yeah, I did, I did see this. Um, so, obviously, they've sort of inked this deal and just pushing it out there. Um, yeah. I, I do have... Like, I've never seen an episode of Keep Not Me the Kardashians. No but, idea who they are. But it's season one and two, isn't it? Yeah, so, how, so, so it that's feels like quite old, for a long time. It? I would imagine it's quite old. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Mate, let's give it a... Say it's five years old. Might be yeah. even older than that. I'm not really I sure. Think it prob- I'll, 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 while you're talking, I'll have a look. What I don't quite see the appeal of watching a five-year-old reality TV show. No, not me. How, how old? Five years. Yeah. Uh, season one of Keeping Up with the Kardashians was two thousand and seven. Oh, well, there you go. That's <laughs> a lot older than five years ago. Really, that's yeah. thirteen years ago. Yeah. So, all right, watching a thirteen-year-old reality show. Reality TV show. Do you know on Netflix? What do you think its rating is uh, on IMDb? Bear in mind, it's probably one of the biggest reality shows in the world. Uh, I'm not sure now if you're going to tell me it's surprisingly <laughs> high or surprisingly low. 
I, I'd have thought it'd be a three and a half, four. 2.8. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> it's really low. I was expecting yeah. it to be like up in the... Obviously, the film people who go on IMDb are not happy with it. Don't like it. I've never watched it. I don't, don't really know who they even are. I know it's got something to do with O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> that was David Schwimmer, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did watch that series. He played uh, Dad Kardashian, didn't he? Yeah, Daddy Kardashian. Uh, the Space Force trailer has come out. Space Force is Steve Carell's new... We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We did. Uh, we, knew, we knew that it was um, imminent and the, the trailer uh, came out yesterday. Yeah, I uh, haven't had a chance to see it yet. It was... And I think the show comes out uh, it's the 28th or 29th of May, uh, end of this month. Oh, quite soon then. How's yeah, it, it looks, look? Uh, it looks fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's hard to tell from a trailer, but I was expecting just from the description we might be down, I think he might have even said it when we talked about it before, might be down the sort of medical police route. Real like cool, sla- slapstick so. stuff. I really enjoyed the, that show. The, the trailer wasn't quite that sort of sort of comedy, um, right? And it, you know, the premise is taking taken from true life. So true life, real life, true story. <laughs> true life. So right, it is. Okay. It is our, our crazy president is setting up a space force. <laughs> and sorry, mate, but you're stuck with it. And that's that's Steve Carell. So he's going to lead the the space force. Um, right. But yeah, a lot of uh, familiar faces seem to be in the trailer. I'll check. Yeah. I'll definitely check out the trailer. I just until we started recording, I'd completely forgotten all about it. Yeah, yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty good. Does indeed. Actually, one of, on. one of the people who's in it, yeah, um, is in something I've been watching this week. Oh right, cool. What? So how's that for a seamless link? <laughs> I like it. Let's talk us straight into our. What have you been watching this week? <laughs> uh, have you heard of Ben Schwartz? No. So he's a comedian, and he right. is in uh, Space Force. He also did the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the recent Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, I think he's been in a few sitcoms. So I watched this week uh, an episode of Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Oh, is that, I've seen that on Netflix. I've not seen it, but I've seen it. The what, title what, thing what do you know of it? Is it anything? Uh, is it ad-libbed? So yeah, is... basically. So uh, there's two comedians, so Tom Middle Ditch and Ben Schwartz, Um you know, I, th- I think people have a very tend to have a strong feeling, don't they, on improv? Yeah, a lot of people see it as like the lowest, <laughs> the lowest form of comedy. Form of comedy. But basically, these two comedians they come out on they. It, so it's like an hours long show, live show, come right. out on on stage. A uh, bit of a might have a topic to start with, ask the audience some questions, and then they just do a whole show. Any good? Just, uh, so the episode I really liked the episode I watched I, f- I found it really funny um, obviously hits and misses in there because they are just making it up on the spot but um, yeah. when it hit I've, it really made me chuckle oh, cool I'll check that out I've seen, it, I've seen a, the title thing come up a few times but I don't know if I'm a b- bit biased because I'm like I, I used to love Whose Line Is It Anyway and stuff like oh, that yeah me too <laughs> I used to love that um, great show and this is showing like, our age there yeah yeah this like is maybe it is funniest where it goes off the rails where they can't remember they can't keep up with their own lies sort of thing or remember which character was which and but um uh, yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it was excellent oh check that out that sounds good okay have you been watching anything else any good Worth uh, mentioning? still watching the last dance That's oh yeah my weekly uh <laughs> tradition they're releasing that weekly then uh, so two episodes a week Oh, right. Yeah, I do remember you saying but, that. Now. But I think it's on ESPN on a Sunday night, and then it hits Netflix on a Monday. Okay, got you. So six episodes down now, so there's only four left, so only a couple of weeks. Been good? But yeah, 
still grip, gripping. Yeah, I will have to check it out. Yeah, definitely, thoroughly recommend it. Yeah, I know your brother's been watching it because we yeah, mentioned has, it yeah. last week. So <laughs> when, when we were talking, but yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, and then the only other thing I've really watched this week is uh, the celebrity version of RuPaul's Drag Race, because of course you love a, you love a drag queen. Yeah, celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, I mean celebrities. <laughs> is it American? Yeah. Am I going to have heard of any of them? Uh, so watched two episodes and I'd heard of one of the six celebrities. <laughs> okay. Who was um, Vanessa Williams? Remind me. Uh, she was in Ugly Betty. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, she's been been so in quite a few things. But... She's a female drag queen. Yes. So she does she drag as a man? Uh, no. So in the second episode, they were the three celebrities were all females, and they all dragged as women. Right. That confuses me. Okay. <laughs> Surely that's just putting more makeup on than you normally do. No, but you're still embodying a new character and all that, aren't you? Yeah, I guess so. That's... I'm not as up on drag queens as you are. Okay. Your wife's made me watch a few episodes of yeah. things in the past, but yeah, I'm not as uh, I'm not as big an expert as you are, so I'll take your word on that one. No problem. <laughs> How about you? What have you been watching? I haven't watched a lot this week because I brought a new computer game. I don't do a lot of gaming on my PS4, but I brought Stranded Deep. Ah, but when you fall, you usually fall quite hard. So uh, yeah, <laughs> tell us about that. Um, I turned it on, so I turned it on at nine, eleven o'clock on Sunday morning, and turned it off at eleven o'clock on Sunday night. Impressive. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> if, if you're not, have you heard of Stranded Deep? Uh, I, after you mentioned it to me off air, I did have a little look. Yeah, it's because I've been watching Lost. I think so. Basically, it's a island survival game. So you get, you start the game, and there's a plane crash. Yeah. Then you, when you take control of the character, you're in a life raft, and you can see an island in the distance. Okay. It gives you a brief tutorial on the controls, and then it just says survive. And cool. you, basically, the whole point of the game is just to survive as long as you can. There is an end game. There are there is a way to escape, but I don't. I think most people who play it just try and live and survive for as long as they can. And it's fucking brilliant. I'm so addicted to it. I can't. I come home from work every night and just turn it on for an hour before I have my dinner. What are we doing here then? I know. You have to drag yourself away from it. Pretty much, yeah. I literally turned it off just as I just before I came upstairs. It's it's really good. If um, it's only like twenty quid on the PlayStation Store, I think it's been out on PC for a long time. So a couple it's of only questions. just come out on PlayStation. Go on. So is that is that just on VR or is that it's available? No, it's not VR. It's oh, it's, it's not a, VR. It's a, okay. it's a flat game. Uh, it's unusual okay. for me to not play a VR game. Yeah, I don't it is. Think. And it would be oh. fucking brilliant in VR. See, that's I just assumed you were playing it in VR. <laughs> oh. Because no, that's not. what you usually play in. Yeah, it's, I right. usually only play VR, but no, I've been playing a, been playing a flat game without my headset on. Right, I didn't realise that. I'm going to go and find it then. And <laughs> yeah, get, get it. it. Get it, man. Yeah, we'll It's do. multiplayer on PC, but it isn't on the PlayStation at the minute. So not maybe yet. one day we'll be able to play it together. So You'll love it. You'll love uh, it. A few questions. Go on. Uh, how long have We've you We've become Greek to... Burrito. We're talking games <laughs> instead of movies. <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, I love those guys. They shouted us out this week, so shout, shout them out again. Yeah, really good episode. Um, they were just shooting the breeze, weren't they? Yeah, just basically had an episode where they just shot the shit. It was great. Which I think we're threatening to do. Um, yeah, we can talk about this film, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. We're like 23 minutes in now. It doesn't matter. Let's get, just go with it. Okay, so, go on. How long have you managed to survive? Uh, I'm on day 23 now. So is that is that your best? Yeah. <laughs> I've died... Three times. Okay. One was really stupidly my fault. 
is like everything out to get you? Not really, no. Or, or do you just like on your first trip, island, trip and fall, and that's it? You're gone. Uh, I'm gonna have to go quite deep into it, but on your that's first, fine. you you get put on the, on what they call a starter island, and there's way there's to, the the whole game's procedurally generated, so no island, no two islands are the same in the whole world of everybody playing it. Though it's completely random. Okay. And you're in like an ocean of twenty five islands. Okay. So you can eventually, once you've got enough supplies you can build a raft and go over to different islands scoot around and that's what killed me <laughs> so I, I, i'd run out of rocks right. i can't believe i'm talking about this i run out of rocks and so i thought well i'll have to go to a different island because i need some rocks i need to make an axe i need to blah 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 so there was no rocks left at all on your deserted island no right okay <laughs> In, um, in, a, in, a, rocks, in a sea full of rocks. Some plants regenerate, so you can, over a couple of days, you can keep reusing them. Like, there's a yucca plant that you need to make rope and things like that. Sure. Um, but rocks don't regenerate, so once you've used them all, there's none, there's none left. Fine. So I went over to this other island to get some rocks, and I got on my raft to come back, and then I fell off my raft, and my sail was up on my raft, so it just went on its own. Oh, that's um, careless. I tried to swim after it, and then got eaten by a shark. Oh. A really big shark. <laughs> uh, there's four endgame bosses, so to to actually escape from the game, you have to complete four bosses. Right. And one of them is a megalodon. Which oh, makes right. The so... game, <laughs> which makes the game sound stupid, but it, it, if Not you don't want to do that, you shark. don't have to do it. No, it's a huge shark. And that's and out of the, the chances of me bumping into it while swimming through the ocean must be a million to one, but obviously I fell straight into its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's funny. I got bitten by a snake. Which you have to avoid, like the plague. Right. Um, you can make an antidote for it, but there's only two plants on each island, and you need both of them to make the antidote. And you've only got three days to find them. Where, where, what business were you into when the snake got you? I just stumbled across it. Right. Okay. <laughs> you you learn quite quickly to avoid them, and the way to learn to avoid them is to get bitten by one. Because I, I just went over to it, I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And then it bit me, and then I died. Uh, it's the same with sea urchins. You stun on one of them, you've got no chance. That's a harsh way to uh, learn these life lessons. <laughs> That's it. But there's no tutorials or anything like that in the game. You just have to learn it. You've got no choice. So do you have to like, uh, so like when it gets cold or it rains, do you have to shelter? and? Yeah, you can build shelters. Uh, yeah, you have cool. to keep yourself hydrated. You have to keep yourself fed. Um, you have to build tools. There's a, like a catalogue of things you can build, but you can only build. So like you can turn a rock into a like a tool. And then once you've got one of them, you can turn that into a knife. And then once you've got them, you can turn that into an axe. So it's it's building stuff up, yeah. To the point now where I've got like a raft, a, a house, a meat smoker, all sorts of shit. Oh well, you know, got, even, got to get the essentials, haven't you? The shipwrecks all around the island as well, so you can go and scavenge the shipwrecks. Yeah. So I've, I even found enough stuff to build a motor for my raft, but I didn't have any fuel. And yeah. at the minute, I've no idea how to get fuel. Well, <laughs> at least you can stand and smoke your meat. <laughs> Sounds very inappropriate. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we got quite distracted there. We don't talk about games very often, but that's fine. So, so have you watched anything? Yes. <laughs> Coming back onto the subject, I did turn it off briefly whilst I was eating my dinner on Sunday, and I thought, oh, I'll uh, start Hollywood. Oh yeah, which is Ryan Murphy's new show. Sure. Uh, it's really good. I watched two episodes that night. I watched two episodes on Monday night, so I think I've got there's seven episodes. I think so. I think I've got three left to do, but I'm quite enjoying it. It's different. The first episode is not great, but the second episode is amazing. 
Sure. So if you can get through the first one, it kind of goes from there. I've uh, I've dipped in and out of a bit. I've seen bits of it. My wife's been watching it. Uh, she was watching it just as we started this call, actually. Um, oh, really? But uh, it, it seems, yeah, it, it, it seems good. It looks lush, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It looks beautiful. It's basically set in 1947, I think. So it's just all these old movie stars are trying to transition from silent films to talkies. And there's a load of new blood coming through trying to make uh, it in Hollywood. And it's Rock it's Hudson's them. the new kid on the block. Yeah, it's, it's got real people in as well. So Rock Hudson's in it. Vivian Lee's in it. So it's loosely based on the real. I don't think it's like completely based on real life, but it's loosely based on their characters. Yeah, You are going to struggle with it if you're a big fan of the Big Bang Theory. Yes, because I did see that. Did you scene. see the? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's there's like two or three scenes of um, Jim Parsons is in it basically Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, and he is vile. <laughs> He's a horrible person in it, and his very first line just was like, "Ugh, shit, I don't want to listen to Sheldon saying that sort of thing." So if you can get past that, you'll be fine. But it, it did take me a little minute to get past that. He is a dirty pig. It's not a good. It's not a good person in it. That's for sure. He plays a real person as well. He yeah, he's like a uh, sleazy agent. Hollywood agent. Yeah, yeah. He was re- Rock Hudson's real agent. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching this week. Cool. Um, that's nearly half an hour. So, should we do ten minutes on this film and then wrap up? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Okay, so the eagle-eyed amongst you will have noticed that the film that we are doing this week is not the film that came out on the randomizer last week, because yeah. our <laughs> we made a mistake, didn't we, Nick? Admin error. Our randomizer's obviously a little bit out of date, and the film, what was it called? Uh, Band of Robbers. Band, Band of, of Robbers came Band out in the randomizer, uh, randomizer last week, but it unfortunately was removed from Netflix a couple of weeks ago, and we hadn't noticed. Yeah, what are you so, going to do? <laughs> apologies for that. Apologies uh it's a hazard of the job. Yeah, so we had an uh, urgent meeting on Sunday? Monday. Yes. Monday after we found out. And we decided to rerun the randomizer and then do a little mini surprise episode for you guys this week. We thought and- that um, it, it, it wouldn't matter too much because it's not like, because uh, it's been off for a couple of weeks, it's not like anyone else would have gone and watched it. No, and exactly. Been annoyed because we're talking about something totally different. No. I imagine Ross is quite annoyed because he likes to watch the films before the episode comes out, and he's not going to be able to this week. Yeah, so, well, you can announce. <laughs> you do. We'll put it up on the socials, though, won't we? Before this comes out, that we've changed it. Do you think? I was just going to announce it here. Fuck okay, it. fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but maybe I will. I'll, maybe I'll just we'll message see. him direct and let him know. We'll, or maybe we'll see I'll if just... anyone anyone contacts us to say, "Do you realise that film you're going to talk about isn't up there?" <laughs> That'd be interesting, won't it? See if anybody yeah. does. So we rerun the randomizer on Sunday. And it came out with a film called Thoroughbreds. Um, it's from 2017. It's a 15. It's an hour and 32 minutes long and is currently rated at 6.7 on IMDb. Cool. Which makes it one of the highest rated film, films we've watched so far. Yeah. I think The Dawn Wall is still the highest, I think. That was up in the eights. But I think this might be like second or third. Okay. So uh, we'll see We'll see what we thought of it. Um, it stars a lady called Olivia Cook as Amanda, who you will probably recognise. Would we'll, we'll, if you've seen Ready Player One, you'll definitely recognise her. She plays Artemis in Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, she's also in Bates Motel for quite a long time. And she's in a film called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I think they're her three, three most famous roles. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that movie. I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I'm aware of it also. 
Ready Player One's a great film. I watched that again the other day. I yeah, really I've seen it. seen it. It was good, yeah. I've seen it twice now. Three times now. Ooh. Really good. Um, also stars uh, another lady called Anna Taylor-Joy, who plays Lily. Um, she's probably most famous. She was in The Witch a couple of years ago. Um, I've not seen that, but apparently it's really good. It's supposed to be very good. She's also in Split and Glass, which are the two sequels to Unbreakable yep. that James McAvoy did. She's in them. And she's going to be in The New Mutants, which we mentioned a couple of weeks ago with the guy from Deadly Detention. If it ever turns If up. it ever comes uh, out. <laughs> there was a byline this week that said it might just go straight to video on demand, so... Who knows oh, really? what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Wow. It's been made since like 2016, I, I think. Also stars Anton Yelchin, who plays Tim, who you'll know from... If you, have you seen Green Room? Yes. Uh, that's written by Jeremy Saulnier, who yeah, is also a Bottom of the Stream alum. Um, he's in that. He also played Star, uh, Chekhov in the new Star Trek reboot. But unfortunately, he was a, he's a member of the 27 Club. He was killed at the age, uh, age of 27. This was his final film. He was killed in a freak accident. Have you heard about this? No, I don't want to... I. Vaguely, I don't want to say because, like, I don't want to get it wrong. But he, <laughs> he, it was an accident at his home, wasn't it? Yeah. Apparently, he went to. He was driving out of his grounds of his house, and the gate was locked. So he got out of his car to unlock the gate, and the car rolled and pinned him again between the gate and the car. And his friends found him a couple of days later. Ugh, horrible. Yeah, not good. He was only twenty-seven. It's a real shame. This was his last film. So. And he had a really promising career. Like I say, he was in Star Trek. They they wrote the Chekhov character out of that series of Star Trek after that. They didn't even recast it. No. Yeah, so uh, not good. But And he's quite good in this as well, to be fair. He's really good in Green Room. Green Room's well worth checking out. It's a really yeah, it's a good, good, good movie. Jeremy uh, Sonia is probably one of his best. It finally stars... There's only like four people in this, so I thought I might as well go through all of them. Uh, finally stars a, character called, a guy called Paul Sparks. Do you know this guy? Uh, no, I don't. I didn't recognise him, to be honest. Should I? Um, he's been in quite a few things. Have you seen Castle Rock? No, never seen it. A Stephen King uh, weird series based in his universe, but not based on any of his books. Yeah. Um, he plays Ace Merrill in that. You know, you, oh, if you're okay. a Stephen King fan, you'll know Ace Merrill. He was in a lot of King's earlier stuff. He was like the bully of um, Castle Rock, wasn't he? It's Kiefer Sutherland, isn't it? Yeah, From it was Kiefer Sutherland in Stand By Me, exactly. So he was in that. Um, I've I've given up on Castle Rock. I just can't get it. I don't get what they're trying to do with it. Um, he's also in House of Cards with Kevin Spacey, or well, not with Kevin Spacey now, but with Kevin Spacey when he was <laughs> in it. He's in The Greatest Showman. He's been in quite a few things. He's, okay. he's one of those guys that you'll know. He's in Midnight Special, which is one of the worst films I've ever seen. I've never seen that. <laughs> don't, don't. It's terrible. Okay. Um, he was in a mini series called The Night of. There's just loads. He was in. It was Mickey Doyle in Boardwalk Empire. All right. Okay. Probably one of his most well-known films he's definitely been around then they've all been around this is a, considering where we came from last week this is an all-star cast <laughs> so shall we get into it 35 minutes into the show yeah let's go for it you got one word review quickly rich rich <laughs> yeah there's a lot of money in this film yeah it's hard to uh hard to connect with it isn't it uh yeah i, I think that is fair um it is clinical and distant on purpose i'm not sure it had the right effect for me but we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, I there. agree. I agree. We'll get into that at the end. We're, we're pretty much going to fly through this quite quickly, I think. I think I've not been back and checked, obviously. I don't think I can remember another film we've seen where I've made less notes. I was going to say that as well. I've only made, I usually make a lot more notes than you because I do a lot more talking. Yeah. I've only made eight, uh, nine pages on this one. Whereas normally yeah. I'm up like 14, 15, 16 sometimes. I think I might only have three or four. So <laughs> let's 
Wow. Let's crack on. <laughs> um, so the film starts with, we see a young girl staring at a horse. And they're having a quite an elongated um, stare out competition, I guess, looking at each other. Uh, and then she turns away and gets a knife out of her bag. My lovely horse. <laughs> wow. Father Ted reference there. Um, <laughs> then it cuts straight into the title card. And we just, we leave her there. We don't know. We don't know what happened at that point. Uh, and then we see the same girl arriving at this uh, huge mansion house. Is how I would describe I, I, it. You can't undersell it enough. No. It's, it is unbelievable. It's like an place. estate, isn't it? It's like a, sure. it'd be called a stately home in this country, I think. It's yeah. massive. She gets to, this is Amanda. This is um, Olivia Cook's character. She gets told to wait in the foyer for her. She's gone to visit her friend, hasn't she? Sure. And she gets told to wait there while the maid goes and fetches the friend. Yeah, she doesn't wait. She starts. She doesn't wait. Around, she goes for a she? bit of a wander. She goes find some money on the stairs, doesn't she? And then she finds a sword that's just hanging <laughs> on the wall, like a samurai sword. And she gets caught while she's looking at that by Lily, who is... yeah, she's just starting to draw the sword, and Lily yeah. walks in. Yeah, Lily's Alia Taylor Joy's character. So these are the main two characters in this film. Yeah, and they're here to do uh, some sort of tutoring, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Lily is tutoring Amanda. Yeah, and they have a bit of an awkward conversation. It feels like they've not connected for quite a while so i think they were friends when they were younger and then yeah. have kind of grown not apart. been friends for several several years yeah um yeah um and then inexplicably it comes up on the screen chapter one so i don't know what yeah. we've been watching before that no <laughs> and why they've got chapters in this film that was not, just the cover uh well it did have a bit of a feel of a like a a stage play to it i guess do you think it was apparently it was written as a stage play Oh, really? Well, there you go. It was made into a film. <laughs> I didn't know that. So. No, I read that earlier. Yeah, and they get straight into their tutoring session. Uh, it very quickly comes out that um, Lily is being paid to spend time with Olivia, doesn't it? With Amanda. Uh, yeah, with Amanda. <laughs> that's, that's usually Olivia's used, the act- that? Yeah, Olivia's yeah. the actress's name, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, she's being paid $200 an hour, which is a significant amount of money for tutoring. They have a bit of a... They don't have a disagreement about it because it comes out at this point that Amanda admits that she's not got... She doesn't have feelings. She's yeah. never had any feelings ever about anything. Yeah, she's... She's no, basically dead empathy, inside. No nothing. Yeah. yeah. And she said... And Lily just can't really get her head around it. And she's like, well, I've got a perfectly healthy brain. It just doesn't contain any feelings. And they eventually have a bit of an argument about it, don't they? And she, Amanda leaves. But just before she's leaving, Lily, uh, Lily said, uh, Amanda said, you should have held out. My mum would have given you at least $500 an hour. Yeah. So she wasn't offended because she can't be offended. Does that make sense? Sure. And she just is honest, isn't she? She yeah. just says it like it is. And, and I think Lily kind of like that. You know, it's, she's not she's not being mollycoddled. Um, you know, Amanda challenges her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the start of their reconnection, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And then the filmmakers must have thought, oh, we need to prove now that this girl doesn't have any emotions. So you see her playing online poker. Yeah. And she wins quite a lot of money. She wins $180. And her face just doesn't change. She's just not, she's not happy. She's not and not ecstatic about it or anything. So that's them just saying, look, she, this girl's got no emotion. Because it's never meant, she never mentions poker. She never no. goes back to it again. She no. doesn't, obviously doesn't need the money. So they just put that in there to say, look, this girl's got no feelings. Um, and then we go straight back to the next session. So they're back at Lily's house. And Lily says this time that she isn't being paid. She just wanted to see her. Yeah. So, you know, she's obviously been intrigued enough 
to to set up a second yeah second session, session. Uh, but yeah no money has changed hands no uh, at this point we meet uh, Mark who is Lily's stepdad this is Paul Sparks character um, he's going on a bike ride and it's quite obvious that he's going on a bike ride because he's decked out in lycra all the gear no idea no literally <laughs> and he's very he's also quite emotionless in this film he just kind of says I'm going on a bike ride like a robot and yeah, and there's there's like a really awkward like stare off between him and Amanda. Yeah, uh, and she's just trying to like size him up. Yeah, and uh, he's he's trying to work out what this is in his living room. <laughs> yeah, it seems to go on for ages. He has a bit of a conversation with Lily, doesn't he? And then when he leaves, Amanda just turns to Lily and says, "Wow, you hate him." Yeah, and she just picked it she's, up straight. She's very away. Per- perceptive, isn't she? <laughs> she definitely is. Yeah, uh, Lily obviously denies that. And she calls Amanda off-putting and she, the, she tells her that she freaks her out. Yeah. And they have a bit of a row because Amanda goes to leave, doesn't she? She doesn't get upset because she can't get upset, but she goes to leave and they end up having this really weird conversation in the hallway. And then they, they, they she goes to hug Lily, doesn't she? And Lily back kind of backs off and she's like, oh, I thought you were going to attack me. Yeah. <laughs> and that made me laugh. And then they have a proper hug. But again, it's completely emotionless. It's like a there, there. Yeah, basically, yeah. But she obviously she either doesn't leave or we've cut to the next day now because the ne- in the next scene they're watching an old movie. Yeah. Why do they always watch really old movies the, in the, movies? Is it for <laughs> copyright reasons? Possibly. Very possibly. That's ha- It happened in The Babysitter as well, didn't it? They were watching yeah. a really old film. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it is copyright reasons. Who knows? Yeah, they're watching this old movie and they're kind of talking about the lady on the screen pretending to cry and Lily's convinced that she's actually really crying and Lily uh, Amanda teaches Lily a technique for how to fake cry yeah she just starts is, bawling on the spot yeah because she? she's uh, she's obviously needed that in her life she's needed to learn these sort of things it's gone dark I, I'm gonna turn the light on I can't read my notes okay <laughs> one sec damn son I'll be back ow <laughs> I'm leaving that in because that sounded funny I'm back. I didn't. I didn't mean it went dark all of a sudden. <laughs> I thought the power had gone off or something. No. <laughs> I, I meant night. Night has fallen. What did you say, Alpha? What did you do? Uh, I hit my toe on the chair. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. a glancing blow. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So they have this moment where Lil- Amanda tries to teach Lily how to fake cry, yeah, but Mark comes in and interrupts them while they're in the middle of it. And he decides he wants to speak to Lily on her own, which Lily's not having any of, and Amanda's not having any of either. And they have this quite fast-paced conversation between Amanda and Mark, which is probably the best bit of the film. Yeah, they and, kind of team up, don't they? And he's ask, he's asking all these questions, and he's sort of, well, I'll, I'll call your mum. You yeah. can't call my mum. <laughs> you know, she's busy. She's having, it's, like, yeah. it's like 11 o'clock, and she's like, she's busy. And he says, what's she doing? And instantly she comes back with chemotherapy, and he does yeah. not have a response to that at all, and he just leaves. And he goes to get his juice. Remember, because he uh, he juices once a week, once a week, one he juices one week one, out of four, one week out of, out of every four. Uh, he's a proper douche. <laughs> he's yeah, one he of these like he he's uh, yeah he's one of these guys. And Amanda just turns to Lily and straight out of nowhere, with no emotion, she just says, "Have you ever thought about just killing him?" Yeah. And they they briefly discuss it. Lily kind of is not not feeling it, and she's again she asks Amanda to leave. She's like, "You need to go now." I didn't understand this bit, so. You're right. So uh, Lily asks Amanda to leave, and there's this really nice tracking shot, actually. As I've written this down as well. She walks for like five minutes just to get to to the hallway in the front door of this mansion. Yeah. Uh, and and then the camera leaves that and goes up 
another flight of stairs. Yeah. And then just and cuts. Like there's a ghost up there or something. <laughs> and there's all this ominous music and you might see a shadow move. And it has no, it didn't seem to have anything else to do with anything in no, the rest of the film. No, it just cut out when it got up the stairs. It just stopped and it never... Did I miss something? No, I don't think so. Because I've written it down as well. It just didn't make any sense, does it? No, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, I, I also didn't get this next bit either because Amanda goes home and she's getting on the she gets on the phone and she's she calls up this company about an, an internship program and she's asking if they've ever heard of Lily and if she's one of their interns. And they just say no and she puts the phone down. And then she rings a school and... The same, they have sort of under the same conversation. So I think this is because Lily's told her she finished school early and she's waiting to start an internship. Right. And and Amanda didn't quite believe her. So and I think this is a lie catching up with her because it turns out that she hasn't got an internship. Lily. Right. Okay. Turns out she got thrown out of school. I was just watching. It, I was like, oh, that doesn't. I don't understand what's going on there. But fair enough. Uh, and that's the end of chapter one. And then we hit into chapter two. Uh, obviously <laughs> next bit made me laugh um lily's kind of walking through the house and she has a sh- she has mark shout her name so she goes into his office and he's sitting at his desk and she asks where her mum is now it doesn't explain why he called her because she asks him a question but when she asks where her mum is he just points down and i was like is she under the desk is that what he's pointing at because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really weird uh, but it wasn't she was in the basement uh, on a sunbed that she'd just per- just been given as a gift and she basically just wants to tell her mum that she's going out. She's popping out. She's going to a party. Um, yeah, so she goes to this, like, house party. Yeah. And this is where we meet Tim, who is Anton Yelchin's character, who plays a drug dealer. Yeah, um, he's not um, an attendee at this party. No, he's, he's there to do some business. He's a little, bit, old, he's a little bit older, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's gone in there to uh, sell some drugs. And eventually he winds up getting punched by some young little preppy kid. Oh, he's, he's a total bullshit artist, isn't he? So yeah, he, he is. He gives variation. He, you know, every time he's in this film, he gives the character gives the same uh, a different variation on the same speech, which is basically, you know, this is just my start in life. In five years, ten years, I'm going to be running this whole town. Blah yeah. blah blah blah. Um, and this is the first time you hear that. Yeah. Uh, and it ends, like you say, it ends up with him getting a a punch in the face by a lad who looked about thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's basically just how we meet him. And Lily, later on, nothing happens at this party either. And then later on, Lily just goes out and she's leaving and she finds him sitting on her car. Yeah, the only other thing that happens is like Lily has a conversation with some of her friends and they're obviously talking about Amanda. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, she tortured this horse. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's just, yeah. It seems to be why... Gossip about the weird girl at school, Yeah, basically. basically. It seems to be the reason why people have kind of backed away from her and why Lily probably backed away from her. Um, yeah, so that's basically just a bit of character building. So we follow Lily out to her car, and Tim's sitting on the bonnet of his car. Of her car, he's kind of rolling a joint, and they have a bit of a chat, a bit of a bonding session, don't they? And he kind of asks her about school and if she's ever thought about dropping out. And it's basically just a chance to introduce the two characters to us. Yeah, this, yeah. this film couldn't be more paint by numbers. It's like, okay, we need to do this. Let's introduce these two characters. Let's make these two meet for no reason whatsoever. Let's just throw a party scene in and. It's really off-putting. It really put me off this film. Yeah, it's uh, it is quite like I said. It it doesn't feel natural. No, not a at all. Bit. Not at all. And, and I think it feels really staged. I think most of that's intentional. But yeah, it, it's really quite off-putting it's really as well. Stilted, isn't it? Really stilted. Yeah, that's a great word for it. And Lily goes to Amanda's house next, so we get to see Amanda's house for a bit, and they decide, oh, let's go swimming. So they have a bit of a swimming 
swimming session and they for some reason decide to have a breath holding competition because they're like 11 yeah <laughs> my kids do that yeah i can imagine they do <laughs> hopefully they never they're get nowhere to... near 11 no that's true not even if you had them two to two ages together they're not even 11. no <laughs> hopefully they'll never get to the point where they lily nearly drowns she holds her breath for so long that she just nearly drowns and yeah amanda has to go amanda has to go down and save her and that's the end of that scene as well and that's what was that trying to tell us well it, it they come back up for air and, and lily asks amanda how they could do mark and if, <laughs> if, uh, if she was serious. Right, okay. But uh, again, it cuts off then, yeah. Um, turns out in the next scene that her mum and her stepdad want to send her to a boarding school. Um, yeah, and this is where it turns out she, she didn't finish school. Yeah. So she got chucked out, basically. Yeah. And they, uh, for, was it plagiarism? Yeah, I think so. And they decided they wanted to send her to a girl, a boarding school for girls with behavioural issues. Yeah. Um. And she's not having it. She's not really up for it. Her mum says, oh, we've got to do it. Her mum's quite under the thumb by the stepdad. Um, and then he just shouts from the background, oh, we've already paid, you're definitely going. Yeah. <laughs> Solid parenting. So in the next scene, we see Lily go to Mark's bike, push bike, and she loosens the wheel, loosens the front wheel on it. So this is her first attempt to uh, off him. Yes. Yeah. It's not really going to really kill anybody, I don't It's a bit of a sh- shot across the bowels, isn't it? Yeah. Then you, there's like a there's a weird scene where she's instant messaging somebody on a computer. I don't know who it was. She was messaging. I don't think it was Amanda. Uh, I don't really know. Because the message that she, <laughs> the message that she sent was, I hear you have pictures of the horse. And then you don't see the rest of the conversation. You do, you hear responses come through, but you're seeing it from over the top of the laptop into Lily's eyes. Yeah, I didn't see the point in this. No. whole scene. Film that scene. <laughs> um, so you don't know you if you don't know who she was messaging, and you don't know what the responses were, because her face never changed either. So whether she saw the pictures or not, I don't know. Okay. Next morning we see Marky's going out to work, but he's covered in bandages. He's got a big bandage over his nose, a couple on his arms. Uh, they're like comedy bandages. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that that did quite make me laugh actually, because they are like. Um, but. It, I'm kind of filling in the gaps here myself, but I'm kind of thinking, well, this guy's that big of a douchebag that he's like over-egged. He's got a couple of scratches basically because yeah. his wheel came loose and he's put these big comedy bandages <laughs> over it and he's limping around. To make it look worse. Uh, but then he's an absolute ball bag, isn't he? Oh, to, he's he's um, horrible. Lily's mum. Yeah, he's, uh, he's really mean to her. Let me get quite a... This scene I did quite enjoy. There's a scene where they're out sitting on the lawn and they've got like one of these lawn chess boards. Yeah. And Amanda's playing against herself while Lily's just sitting chatting. And Lily out of the blue comes out with, I've seen the photos. And this is where you find out about Amanda killing this horse. Yeah. Um, so it was her own horse because she's rich yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got, she's got some money as well. Um, she says she tried to drug it, but it didn't work. So, so I will give big props here because uh, this is where Olivia Cook, who plays Amanda, gets to do some proper acting. Yeah, she's, yeah. And she just basically goes into this monologue about how she uh, killed this horse and it is very good actually it is it's my favorite scene in the film i've written it here it's this really good it's completely out of place in the whole film but yeah it turns out she tried to drug it she'd googled how to do it and she goes into quite graphic detail about how she did it in the end 
She's like chopping bits out of his neck and all sorts, wasn't she? But she was, yeah, she was saying she was trying, trying and, she was trying yeah. to do it humanely, but with the tools that she had, it was difficult. And it, there was almost emotion in it, yeah. But at the same time, there wasn't. So, but it's a really good scene. If you're going to check any part of this film, I just have a look at that scene. Um, and the scene ends with Lily saying, "I think we should do it." So, and inferring that she now wants to kill Mark. Um, but Amanda's kind of goes to walk away as if she's like you don't mean that what you're talking about I'm going to leave but then they have a bit more of a chat and she says well if we're going to do it we need firm alibis yes we we can't do it ourselves we need to be as far away from it because she's got legal issues about this horse Lily's trying to turn her life around yeah Amanda says you know I'm I'm going to trial imminently for animal cruelty so you know we if we're going to do this it's got to be airtight yeah uh, end of chapter two, cut to chapter three. So we're, we're scooting through this film quite quickly now. Um, and they go to a care home for elderly people. Did you notice the music that was playing? I did. <laughs> it's like a Muzak cover yeah. of of Top Loaders Dancing in the Moonlight. I hate that song. <laughs> it is absolutely a, hate that a song. horrible song. It's pure hot garbage. Anyway. Yeah, I, did, I, did, okay. I wrote that down, it did make me laugh. Um, it turns out they've gone there to find Tim, who is the drug dealer. He works there in the kitchens. Yeah, he's a pot washer. Isn't yeah, he? he's a pot washer. Pot washer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, Thanks. They eventually they go out to his car and they have a bit of a chat, and it ends with them asking if he's got a gun, and he's like, "Of course I've got a gun. I'm a drug dealer." Yeah. Um, and then obviously off camera they must ask him if he wants to kill Mark because you don't get to see that. Because um, in the next- yeah they yeah they they've basically yeah you don't see any of that negotiation but yeah they've basically offered him a load of cash haven't they all the good stuff in this film happens not in this film <laughs> so in the next scene they're in Lily's house all three of them and they basically talk they're walking him yeah they're walking him through the plan so he, yeah. He, yeah so he's familiar with the layout and all that sort of stuff yeah and he's not against this at this point no. but then they decide they need to blackmail him even though he's already agreed to do it yeah um, I, d- I didn't. <laughs> No, not me. I had an issue with this as well. <laughs> Massively. This seems stupid. Because Cause he'd already agreed to do yeah, it. Yeah, he'd even gone to the house. And then, then they decide they're going to blackmail him. Because so they, they've recorded him trying to sell them drugs. Yeah. And he's obviously had legal issues before, so that he can't that can't get out. And he he tries to... He fights Amanda, doesn't he, to try and get her phone off her. Yeah. And the gun goes fine. And Lily ends up with a gun and she puts the gun to his head. And he's, did, you, did you pick up, just before you carry on, on. what... What he called Amanda at one point. Oh, I did, but did, I can't remember what it was. I remember think, did, I remember laughing at a ref- it. A reference to one of your favourite films. I did. What was it? He called a swim fan. Yeah, he did. It really <laughs> made me laugh. I, did, maybe, I nearly texted you, actually. Cause, uh, swim fan, for many, many years, was the worst film I've ever seen. And me and you watched that at the cinema. Do you remember? It, yeah, it was it's, awful. It's fuck awful. If they faced this like, film on that... Which there was nothing was, else on, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we went to see Signs, that. I think. It was at the same time as Signs was out with Mel Gibson. Yeah. And we'd gone to see that, but we'd, we'd either just missed it or it, we were too early for it. So we went to see si- uh, Swim Fan instead. And it completely gone, it's completely off the radar now. I, would, I don't think I've ever heard of it since. She she did look, Amanda did look a bit like the, the lead out of Swim Fan, I, was think- I presume why he called her. I was thinking well, it because... It just really made me chuckle. Do you think... Because it's got a very similar vibe to this film as well. Do you think there's like... They're, the filmmakers are fans of Swim Fan, and they've <laughs> d- done like a homage to it. It's Maybe, a fucking I mean, garbage film. It's so yeah. bad. I still remember it, most of it to this day, and it's awful. 
So that's that's a sort of creepy stalker film. This had, yeah. this definitely had bits of that in it. This also had a, a quite a large dose of cruel intentions to it. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. They eventually end up having a fight, and Lily puts the gun to Tim's head. But he's like, "You're not going to do this. Not in this neighborhood. In this house. There's no way you're going to shoot me." And Amanda comes up behind him and smashes a lamp over his head. Yeah. <laughs> and is this the point? Yeah, this is the point where he's sitting in the bath. Yeah, and so it, they, they drag him through to the bathtub. It goes all stupid uh, because he's got this huge bandage on his head. It looks like something out of cone heads. There's b- blood everywhere. But it's like this bandage is like three foot off the top of his head. And it reminded me, you remember in um, Scream? Is it the first Scream? Yeah, when, what's his name? Matthew Lilliard's character is like, my dad's going to kill me. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. basically what this guy says. And it really reminds me of that. Um, so they, they basically blackmailed him now, and he's got no choice. He's got to do it. He's now he because he's been uh, assaulted and uh, put in a bathtub. <laughs> he's questioning the wisdom of his decision to go along with this. <laughs> uh, so they have created this doubt, yeah. Which, as far as we know, wasn't there before, yeah. Which didn't sit right with me, uh, and and he he sort of starts to say, "Well, maybe I can't, I shouldn't do it on Saturday." But they're like, no, you're doing it Saturday because we've both got alibis. Yeah. So um, Lily's, Lily's on a spa weekend and what's Amanda's? I can't remember. I, I, She's away I doing something. I was just something. thinking as you were talking then, I haven't written down what Amanda was doing. And they're, I don't know if they even ever town. mentioned it, but they're both out no, of town. No, she did. She says what she was doing. So they're out of t- both out of was town. Was she in court or something. or something? Maybe, I don't know. But she was, Possibly. she's out of town. Lily's gone on a spa weekend with her mum. So that's left Mark in the house on his own. And they say, yeah, so they say to Tim, you're doing it otherwise... You know, yeah. we're shopping you. Yeah. So in the next scene, we see Mark. He's in bed. He's not asleep. And he's just lying there with his eyes open, looking straight into the camera, which was really disconcerting. <laughs> Didn't like it at all. And the security light comes on outside. He's, he notices the lights. The room gets lit up from the outside. So he goes downstairs to kind of investigate what's going on because he's this big, hard man. Um, and he's looking out the window and nothing's happening. And then it comes on again just as he's about to leave. So he grabs a poker out of the fire. Yeah. Which as you do if you've got a fire i guess it's a handy weapon to grab and that's the end of that scene and then we cut to the spa spa where lily is and she's having her nails done and she looks down at the lady who's doing her nails and marks and this lady's got mark's face then he walks walks through the door yeah so you think oh she's imagining things here that she's seen him seen a ghost basically but no he's actually really there turns up on the spa turns up on the spa weekend what a gate crasher yeah so he's not been killed something's gone something's gone awry Tim didn't turn up. No, just didn't show up. So Lily, when they get home, Lily goes out because they'd left the gun on the barbecue for him, hadn't they? Yeah. Why he couldn't just have the gun? I don't know. Why did they have to have the gun and leave it for him when it was his gun? I have no idea. It was his gun. It seems an irrelevant point to me. (laughs) It was his gun, so it just didn't make any sense to me. But she goes and checks the barbecue and it isn't there anymore. Um, So he obviously did turn up and just bottled it at the last minute. So Lily tells Amanda that she wants to do it themselves now and interrupting that conversation is mark and he walks into the kitchen and amanda's kind of in the pantry area and she's yeah. holding the knife as mark comes home and he gives some shit to lily doesn't he, he catches a smoking that's what he does and they have a bit of a row don't they but amanda doesn't do anything with this knife and she and he says i've paid for this school in full and after that i'm done with you you're out of my life as soon as this school as soon as you finish school i don't want anything else to do with you and that's kind of the end of that scene as well and it's kind of short shopping around without ending any scene it's really weird. Yeah. Amanda and Lily have a bit more of a chat and Amanda admits that she used the te- the crying technique at Lily's dad's funeral. 
Yeah, it turns out that that's kind of where they drifted apart. Yeah, it? yeah. After Lily's dad died, um, Lily's watching him play, watching Mark play tennis with himself. He's just batting balls against a tennis machine, and then they're sitting down in the lounge watching another old film. Yeah, again. This is chapter four starting now. Oh, is it? I didn't write that down. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they're sitting down in the lounge watching. Then I didn't catch what the film was. It was another old film. And Lily turns to Amanda and she says, "Do you ever wonder if your life isn't worth living?" If and Amanda's like, "What do you mean, like everybody?" And she's like, "No, just you. If you can't feel, what is, is your life pointless? What's the point of your life?" Amanda doesn't really know how to respond, so she goes to take a drink. And yeah, she doesn't. She can't respond though because she. We've already established she doesn't really. She doesn't have a point. I don't think it's a question that she's got the capacity to answer. No, she's got no feelings, and she, she surely doesn't know the point of her life. So she's never felt that way. Yeah. Because she's never felt anything. Yeah, so it's an impossible question. Anyway, she goes to take a drink and Lily stops her just before she drinks it because she's like, I've I've drugged it. I've put yeah, Rahipnon in it. Yeah. Because I was going to knock you out, go upstairs and kill Mark and then put the knife in your hand and set you up. What a great friend. <laughs> yeah, brilliant friend. Thanks for that. Um, and then Amanda drinks the drink. Yeah, she just downs it. She just downs it in one. And she says, um, she kind of admits at that point that she's realised that she's got this meaningless life. And then she passes out. Yeah, she's she's realised in the last 10 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> since Lily asked that question of her. This, this seems like a snap decision. The ending of this film is pot garbage. Um, so she passes out and the camera never leaves her at this point now. So everything we're yeah. going to talk about from now on, the camera's on her passed out body. Um, you hear Lily go into the kitchen. Um, you hear her make some kerfuffle in there. And then you see her in the background walk up the stairs. Yeah, The camera's still on. It's getting closer, slowly getting closer to Amanda, but the camera never leaves her. Um, you hear some banging noises coming from upstairs. Um, and then Lily walks in and she's covered in blood. She's got blood all over her arms, all over her body, all over the knife. Um, so she grabs Amanda, she covers her in it, she covers her hands in it, she covers her sleeves and everything in it, puts the knife in her hand. And then Amanda starts snoring randomly. Yeah. <laughs> and Lily- her head's tilted, doesn't it? Yeah. Doesn't so, it? so she's snoring. Lily puts her head straight and then she kind of lies down next to her. Yeah, it gives her a bit of a cuddle. Yeah. And... She kind of just lies there with her, Amanda's arm over her shoulder. Uh, she starts crying, and the film fades to black. And then it fades. Yeah. So you think, oh, that's okay. Uh, and then the film fades up, and she's randomly bumping into Tim. She's got this. She's all. This is this Lily would be now, your obviously. epilogue, I think. Yeah, yeah. If it had come up on the screen, epilogue. But Tim's now working as a valet in a hotel or some sort of meeting point. Um, and Lily says to him, "I'm glad you didn't do it. I didn't want. I didn't really want it to happen." But Amanda felt differently. Yeah. And then So she's 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 full in on this uh yeah, she, this lie. Yeah, she's even lying obviously. Because Tim. Tim's Tim's obviously the only other person in the world who knew that they were planning it together. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit, he does he? No, he why does he care? And then we cut to Amanda and she's in this like psych ward now. She's doing some knitting. She's so she's writing a letter. she's she's reading out a letter that she's written to Lily. Have she? you written any details? Because I've written pointless monologue. Uh, basically, um, Tim Tim says to Lily just before it cuts away, "Oh, I heard about your stepdad uh, and and Amanda." Uh, and and Lily says, "Well, I'm here for a college interview, you know." Uh, and he asks, "Have you heard from Amanda?" And Lily says, "No, no, I haven't." But then it cuts to Amanda reading this letter, which is obviously sent. Yeah. Oh, and Lily says, "No, she wrote me a letter, but I've never read it." And then we hear what's in the letter, uh, and she basically says. She quite likes it where she is. She's in some sort of uh, mental hospital, um, as lots of 
she's she's painting horses and she talks about these dreams that she has so she has a recurring dream of being on the sofa and drinking the drink uh, and then she has another one <laughs> where she is a horse uh, specifically she is the horse that she murdered and uh, they are in a town where all the humans have left and all the horses have taken it over and they are running free uh, as the town is reclaimed by nature and then it cuts back to Lily uh, when Tim says yeah yeah have you have you ever read the letter and she just says no I never read it <laughs> and that's it that's the end of the movie considering you've written three pages of notes for this whole film that was quite impressive <laughs> I'll give you that because that's not what none of that is in my notes oh, that's all come from your brain I'm uh, impressed I've written pointless so monologue the end I've put well all right I've put a little bit I've put she paints horses and dreams of being a horse that take over the town yeah, yeah. This film, then the film ends. The end. The end. Thoughts? Uh, right. So, objectively, I don't know if I can say this is a bad film. Really? Because no, I didn't like this film. I hated this film. Not one bit. Good. Um, I'd... it was stilted. It was, it was, oh, it was. My wife fell asleep. Oh, did you watch it with? Did you watch it with the wife? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part way through. Uh. The, it was slow. Nothing happened at the same time. Stuff happened. I know all these people were supposed to be like rich, robotic, unrelatable, but that didn't do anything for me. No, I I, I didn't like the clinicalness of it. Like I say, um, but no one was bad in this film. I thought the performances were pretty good. Yeah, the performances were there, but then they're all really um, good actors and actresses. So, and I didn't mind the like. I, it's probably too much to call it a twist, but I didn't mind the whole. I didn't think it was out of the, out of step with the rest of the movie of of how this ended in terms of Amanda taking the, no. taking the fall for this. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but it just it didn't sit right with me at all. Like, I know it's not realistic. Don't get me just wrong. Just because she's I'm got not, no I'm feelings not... doesn't mean she wants to spend the rest of her life in a mental institute just no, just no. to help a friend out she doesn't even like that much. No, obviously, and that would that is not realistic in in the slightest. But it's what I'm saying is it's not out of step for how her character's played all the way. It's not like it's a sudden about face. No, that's what yeah, I'm no, saying. You're right there, it's not. It's just um, it hasn't. But I no, I didn't enjoy it. It has no redeeming uh, features at all. It's just a real. It's really boring. I hate saying that about films because obviously some people are going to enjoy it. But I found myself. I I never ever when we're doing these films get my phone out. And I was on my phone a little bit during this. And I'm like, I paused it with 20, sec- 20 minutes left. And I was disappointed there was 20 minutes left. Yeah, I want to get back to Stranded I Deep. The, <laughs> I did the same with 45 minutes left. There's, there's, it, it dragged. It, I hated it. It really dragged. Uh, I d- it's not even that good a story. It's a couple of rich kids who want to kill their stepdad. It's, there's nothing more it's, to it's it than un- that. It's unlikable. Everyone in it is unlikable. But they're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, but just because they're supposed to be doesn't mean... It's, it's not for me. It's not for me. No. It's, it's not interesting. Just because characters uh, are written with no... Uh, with unlikability doesn't mean that you've got a bad... You're instantly getting a bad film. You you can have unlikable characters in a good film. There was, yeah. But there was no development in it, was it? No, everyone not at all. Was, everyone was the same person that they were at the start. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? There's not that everyone has to go on a journey, but there was nothing there was, like that. There was in no this. journey. There was barely a story. There was no character development. How this is rated as high as it is on IMDb, 
Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. I really don't. I re- I just don't. <laughs> don't don't see what people are seeing in it. It's just it's really boring. But nothing happens. You don't literally all the way through. Nothing happens. You don't even see the murder at the end. Not that I want to see a gory murder, but every time the film looked like it was going to get good, the scenes cut away, and yeah. we moved back to the boring bits. It was like a film where all the good bits had been chopped out. We didn't mention actually the guy who directed this. Yes, yeah, I I don't have my phone in front of me. <laughs> uh, Corey, someone. Yeah, it is. Bear with Corey Finley, written and directed. Yeah, so this was his first movie, and he's he's just. Well, I say just last year, his second movie came out, and it is uh, very highly rated. Remind me what it is. Bad Education. Bad Education, starring Hugh Jackman. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, it's great. Um, but then, apparently, this is very highly rated as well. Um, yeah. It's this uh, Bad Education I can I can see this. I can definitely see how this is developed from a stage play. Yeah. It, it, has that feel to yeah, it? Yeah, agreed. With 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 sort of three people on a, on a dimly lit stage, I can kind of see this working. I I don't think it translates very well. I think as a stage play, it's probably really good. It would be really good. There's a for a play there. There's a story there for a play because you don't need to you don't need the character development as much, and you don't need the set pieces as much. You can do it all through the acting, and I think that's possibly there for that. But it, as a film, it just it falls completely flat. Yeah, it is a weird one because, like I say, I thought the performances were good, but uh, it was a flat film and it didn't do anything for me, really. It was in limbo for two years. It was finished in 2016 and didn't get released till 2018. That's interesting. Um, so whether there's people out there who don't like it and they just decided to put it out there. It's at the bottom of the street uh, for a, lot, a reason. A lot of time that can just be political yeah, reasons. Yeah, apparently though, it, was on, you just never know. it went through the festival circuit for quite a long time as well, so... There's a reason why a film that's six point seven out of ten is at the bottom of the stream, and I find that I find it weird that there's a film that could be so highly rated that nobody's ever heard of. I I would wonder what the proportion of critics to audience is on that sort of thing. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I I can see maybe this being critically liked, but uh, yeah, it's a bit of a film. Certainly not a populist. It's a bit of a film connection. Film, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't enjoy watching it. It's classed as a comedy on IMDb as well, which I find strange because it didn't make me laugh once. didn't even make me close to laughing once. No, I, th- I think you've always got to be careful when, when people throw like black comedy around yeah. because... It's probably the hardest <sighs> type of film to make a black comedy. Yeah. And you can either hit and you can really hit or you can miss and you can really miss. And this is a, if this is going for black comedy, then it's completely missed. Yeah, I... I I mean it it might have raised a couple of smirks from me, but but that was it. Like like when the mother was like you say when he, she was in a tanning bed and he was just in his office. Yeah, he shouted at her and said, and he, she walked to his office and he said, "Don't shout in my house." Yeah, and he shouted uh, at her. But yeah. but that was just showing what a absolute ball bag he was. <laughs> um, yeah, this 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 really dragged. It really dragged. For considering it's an hour and hour and thirty minutes, it goes on forever. Yeah. And I know they're totally different ends of the spectrum and totally different genres, but how much stuff peelers fit into nine yeah. minutes last week? Yeah, very much so. Versus this, yeah, uh, it's quite quite the interesting <laughs> comparison. Yeah, because nothing happens in this, and everything happens in peelers. Anyway, should we move on to the trivia question, the trivia section? We need name. We still haven't got a name for this after a season and a half. <laughs> do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? 
Uh, you can go first. I've got. I had. Your turn, I had I three questions this week. You've blown one of them. Um, right. I've got a really what I think is a hard one and what one I think is an easy one, and I don't know which one to go for. Um, I'm not going to tell you. Um, the horse that Amanda kills at the beginning. Yeah. What was its name? Honeymoon. Damn you! Should have gone for the hard one. Okay. What did I ruin? Uh, the top loader song. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, go on then. Um, what drink is Amanda drinking when she is roofed at the end? It's a cocktail. Shh. They do mention it a couple of it's times. Orange juice and something. Um, screwdriver. Correct. Really. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Wow, that was a com- that was a complete guess. I knew there was orange juice and screwdriver. And I knew it was an orange drink. So, well, I'll take that. I thought you were going to go ahead then, but we both got them right. So three all. Wow, that was exciting. It <laughs> was exciting. I can't believe I've just guessed the question right. Do you want to know what my reserve question was? Yeah, what was it? What was the name of the school that they were trying to send her to? Oh, uh, I don't know. Something Academy of Yeah, it was Bro- Bitches. Brookmore Academy. Okay. <laughs> Did you have another one? Or was that your only one? Um, I did have the horse. Oh, did you? Uh, I think I think I had what uh, my other one was going to be. What color was the lamp that they uh, twatted Tim in the head? Blue. With? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I could have got you there if I'd have gone with my other question. I've gone easy on you there a little bit. Should we talk about the stream table? Sure. Uh, do you want me to run through it again, or shall I? Uh, shall we just decide? Uh, I know where this goes. Uh, so do I, but shall I run? For, uh, let's run for him anyway. Yeah, go. Uh, currently go in sixth is Deadly Detention. Uh, in fifth is Ark. Fourth is Take Me. Third is Peelers. Second is First Match. And currently at number one is Bad Day for the Cut. Where does this go, Nick? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. So you're putting it above. Or do I mean six? You mean six? You're not putting it above Ark. Oh no, I mean <laughs> six. Yeah, six out of seven. So. You still you still think deadly detention was worse? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, um, I would argue it, but I don't think I'd win. I, I it definitely plus, is. Plus, you still owe me one. I for do arc. still owe you one for arc. So that's it. You can't call that back after this. I personally, if it was me, I'd put it bottom. I I think I got more out of deadly detention than I did out of this, and I certainly didn't get bored of deadly detention. But I can see your argument. It is as a film. No, I'm not even saying that. As a film, it isn't better, but. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I, it's it's not it's, it is loads better. Like it, it's boring, but Deadly Detention was boring and had terrible acting. <laughs> At least it's had some this good has, acting this, in it. The, the acting is what saves this. I think. I think you're right. There's there's no story there, and there's no anything else there. But I think you're right. I think the acting saves it. So I'll, I'll get on board with that. But you can't hold arcade with me anymore. That's fine. <laughs> cool. So this goes into six out of seven. Unfortunately, we are. Down at the bottom of the stream. Uh, that just leaves us to pick next week's film. I, d- I do wonder. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go back and do this comparison. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just wondering out loud, uh, is there a higher, so a higher rated film that's come as far down our table? Maybe not. The only one I can think of is possibly uh, Sierra Burgess is a Loser. Uh, maybe. quite highly maybe. regarded outside of the bottom of the stream. No, that's only at 5.8, so no, you're probably right. There isn't going to be anything else that I can think of. No, the, I think we've probably only done like two or three films at all that are higher rated than that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what people are seeing in it that we're not, but they are seeing something. 
Oh, let us know. I'm always interested if, if you know, people have seen this and um, I've got a totally different opinion and I'm, I'm always <laughs> really open to hearing about it. And, uh, Trouble is, nobody's yeah. going to go out and watch this. Let now we've know. just buried it for an hour. <laughs> uh, nobody would have seen it before because they didn't know the episode was coming. Buried like Honeymooner in the stable. <laughs> right, shall we pick next week's film? Yeah, let's What are you hoping to get out of it? I'm going to uh, ask you this every week. I'm sorry. Let's have uh, a good old action flick well, we haven't done an action film for ages no that's a good shout uh, right I'm going to press the button are you ready yes and it's picked a film called Mute right now it's been suggested to me that I should read out the name of the film and then you should suggest what the film is about just from the title cool. this was suggested by our good friend Wayne so I want you to tell me what you think Mute is about Um, I, <laughs> I think it's like Hush but is it a sequel to Hush but with someone who can't speak Oh, so oh, that'd be really good. Like a, <laughs> like a, somebody who's being attacked in their own home and can't scream. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I'm up for that sort of film. Like, in your house, no one can hear you scream because you can't. scream. So, yeah. oh, I'm up for that. I'd watch that. But unfortunately, that is not what this film's about. Ah. Right, I'm going to read you the synopsis. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, it says, Berlin, 40 years from today. A rolling city of immigrants where East crashes against West in a science fiction Casablanca. Leo Byler, a mute bartender, has one reason and one reason only for living here, and she's disappeared. But when Leo's search takes him deeper into the city's underbelly, an odd pair of American surgeons seem to be the only recurring clue, and Leo Leo can't tell if they can help or who he should fear most. That's that's a very detailed synopsis. <laughs> I, I'm excited. <laughs> sounds like it is an action film. Uh, it sounds like it, yeah. You might have got your wish a little bit. Um, there's two quite I... famous people in this. Oh, right, okay. Um, you're going to be quite happy with one of them, and I'm really not. Um, it's got Alexander Skarsgård in, who's okay, really cool. good. I really like Alexander Skarsgård. It's also got Paul Rudd in it. Oh. I don't like Paul great. Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd's amazing. Yeah. People tell me that all the time, but I've never seen He's good in Ant-Man, but I've never really seen him in... I've never really been a fan anywhere else. So. Oh, this is this is going to turn turn you around on the I'm sure. Hopefully. I, I was kind of hoping he was going to play, like, Dave Mute in... <laughs> Almost, he plays Cactus Bill. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> what could what could possibly go wrong? So yeah, go out and watch Mute this week. Hopefully, I'll tell you it'll what still could go on. wrong. Go on. It's not on Netflix. No, it's a Netflix original, so it's not going anywhere. Okay. So uh, cool. yeah, hopefully it will still be there this time next week. So yeah, oh no, Clark's in it. Oh hello, <laughs> this is going to be an all timer. <laughs> oh, bottom of the stream, alum. He's an award winner. He's an award winning D- bad actor. Double winner. Double winner. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, go out and watch Mute, and we'll come back next week and we'll talk to you about Mute. Cheers. Cheers, bye.